You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Uh, yeah, little little tired, but you know. little tired. I, I know you've got an appointment coming up this afternoon, so we'll keep it short and sweet today. We might actually end a little bit early. I'm just going to ask, uh, is your name Larry Lee, and were you on a Texas highway trying to hijack <laughs> a convoy of National Guardsmen who were transporting COVID-19 vaccines? Yeah, not, not something I would do, but uh, the, did you see the pictures of that guy? I do, I'm a, sitting here looking at him, yeah. He's, interesting uh, character. He's quite the specimen, I have to admit. Yeah, yeah he's, he's certainly something. This is what people around the world would equate to an, an average American from Texas who's a nut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, uh, long beard, long hair. His eyes look a little wild. Yeah. What is he about 60? Was it 66 ish? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. He's uh, he was just and they they said he was mentally whatever. I'm not quite sure what he was doing, but uh, a National Guard convoy that was transporting vaccines for COVID-19 in Texas on Monday was run off the road and held at gunpoint by a man named Larry Lee Harris, who allegedly told police he believed the soldiers had kidnapped a woman and child. Goodness. Wow. Uh, how did you come to that conclusion? I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Where would you come up with an idea like that? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is, I guess, where the mental part plays in. Uh, according to Idaho Police Chief Eric Williams, Harris from Wilcox, Arizona, followed the National Guard vans from a Love's travel station to a, uh, to a couple of miles east of Idaho, a small town around 10 miles from Lubbock, Texas. He attempted multiple times to run the vans off of the road and then turned his vehicle into oncoming traffic and stopped the convoy. Man, what a nut. What an absolute nut. He got out of his car and he pointed... I guess if he really did believe that they kidnapped people, I mean... You know, why, why would you get an idea like but that? But I, I, I don't know. And the, the thing is, is if he really believed that you're risking the lives of the, the people by you driving erratically like that. Yeah. Not to mention himself and, and the guardsmen. Right. I mean, that's just that's right. crazy. He got out of his car and pointed a Colt 1911 45 caliber pistol. Good gun, by the way. Oh, at, uh, <laughs> that would not be banned, by the way, under the new Already? gun regulations that they're wanting to do. Yeah. Because the 1911, isn't that uh, seven or nine rounds or something like that? It's under 10. Oh, right. So yeah, technically yeah, it would be legal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he pointed the uh, pistol at one of the unarmed soldiers and identified himself as a detective. So he, mm. see, he was a detective. Yeah. He was, mm -hmm. he was a law enforcement mm -hmm. officer. He, <laughs> he proceeded to direct the rest of the guardsmen out of the vehicles at gunpoint and demanded to search the vans. I, I'm not quite sure I know what to say to this. When the officers arrived on the scene, they found Harris standing in the middle of the unarmed guardsman with his loaded pistol, who called it a very dangerous situation, right? The officers did. Well, yeah, sure. I would imagine so. The guy sounds pretty unstable. So, yeah. 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 And he's lucky he didn't get shot. Yeah. Uh, Harris later told officers he believed the people in the vans had kidnapped a woman and child, according to uh, police chief Eric Williams. The Texas military department has not yet responded to requests for the comment or for comment. Mr. Harris appeared to be uh, appeared to be mentally disturbed. 
We're grateful that the officers were able to take him into custody without any of the guardsmen, the officers, or the suspect getting hurt. I, I completely concur with that. He had a loaded pistol, That the suspect. He had a loaded pistol with extra magazines and ammunition in his truck. Uh, we're very thankful he didn't start shooting at them, the police chief also said. Yeah, yeah, that could have gone really bad, really bad. Yeah, yeah. He's been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, unlawful restraint of 11 National Guard soldiers. I- I'm surprised they actually let it go on. I mean, usually, like, the guardsmen are trained to, you know, deal with people with weapons. Why, I'm, why didn't they just are, are, are they? Are they? Nowadays? Nowadays? They... they- Nowadays, that if you can't uh, get through uh, basic training, you're allowed to do um, planks instead what? of push-ups. Yeah. What? That, that, yeah, seriously. If you can't do the push-up requirements, uh, you do planks instead. How how is how do we it's let that to, one fly? How, how do we let that to one be, fly? It's to be uni- it's like a universal basic training or something like that to allow women to. Uh, get get through which by the way uh the failure rate of women even with this universal training to where they're not required to do push-ups um 60 of them still fail out you know i'm all for having women do the same service i'm all for it but you need to be able to do the same tests it has to be that way believe me i i know people i've known people for a long time both male and female who serve in the u.s navy okay they do the same job in fact and you know what they have to go through the same rigorous training. Both of them do. At least they used to. I don't know if they have to oh, do yeah. that anymore. They still do. They still do go through the same training. It's just that the training has been um, lessened, shall we say. Well, we're in, um, we're in a new military now. Yeah, it's the new norm. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, in comparison, by the way, uh, 90 some percent, I believe it's 93 percent of all males pass basic training. So. Just put that in comparison. Well, anyway, uh, to go on here with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Harris, uh, they charged him with uh, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, unlawful restraint of 11 National Guard soldiers, unlawful carrying of a weapon, impersonating a public servant, and interference with Texas military forces. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming if he gets charged with all those, he's probably going to die in prison. More than likely, that, but that's, that's what they'll lot. do... Yeah, what they'll do with this one, that they might rule him mentally unstable. They'll send him to a psych ward. Yeah, that that would be, you know, my yeah. guess. And then they'll probably just that. charge him. Yeah, they'll probably just char- they'll take the lar- like the largest of those and they'll plea out the rest. So that's usually yeah. what they'll do. So, yeah. And then they'll have him committed. Take his guns away. You know, that's a mentally deranged individual. I know, Bruce. I know he's got his right. Yeah, okay. But I'm infringed. I I know he's doing that, man. Come on. When he's doing that, oh. I know. I don't like it. He's out there holding up National Guardsmen. Where do you draw the line, though? I don't know. Ask Joe Biden. (laughs) Where? Ask Joe Biden. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you ask Joe Biden, we're the ones that are mentally insane as well. So we wouldn't. Joe Biden doesn't know where the line is. He doesn't know that there is a line. Yes and no, because he's out there saying that we need to do another assault weapons ban, like the one they did back in the 90s that was so successful oh, that on. didn't do jack squat. Oh, by the way, you know, the gun shootings and, or, or, you know, the mass shootings um, and, you know, how uh, terrible and horrible that is. You know what they're, they're doing with tracking it? They're labeling Arabs, Hispanics, Asians. They're all white, Caucasian. So anytime what? we see a mass shooting that happened to be, uh, I don't know, over the last 20 years, we've seen shootings that were, you know, the guy was shouting Allah Akbar and, you know, all those kind of things. And, you know, the, the just their name happened to be like Mohammed or Ahmed or, you know, something like that. Right. Those weren't 
related to any kind of religious or terrorist act or anything. It was it was um, uh, workplace violence or or something on those lines. So they've skewed the data to show that. Oh no, it's it's more white people that are that are doing this. It's all white supremacists and crazies like that that are out there shooting people up and shooting places up. But when you look at the actual data, they they also happen to leave out the fact that they're gang shootings and you know like the the massacres that happen every weekend or every week in places like Chicago with the greatest gun control in the United States. They they just leave that out. Those aren't mass shootings, even though it was. You know, uh, a kid that got shot along with uh, seventeen other people, or, or or however many it was. No, those those aren't mass shootings. So the the narrative currently is white supremacists are are um, you know shooting up places, and we have to take away their guns. Oh, so when does it? When does identity politics end? That's that's the well, like the 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 agenda of identity politics. I would argue in this case is more detrimental than anything else. Than you know whatever it is they're trying to they're trying to do. It's it's not yeah, even it's their like they're looking ammunition. at they're looking at a target to take out using identity politics. But identity politics is what gets you to that target. That's your medium. Yep. That's yep. the problem. Is identity politics that that has no place in a civilized society? None. No, you're you're racist for going down the road of identity politics. Exactly. Exactly. I want to talk about Trump here for a minute. Trump left a note on Joe Biden's desk and everybody's been kind of wondering. I mean, that's been kind of customary, though, over the years. Right. Leave a note for the next president coming in. You leave it on the desk, the resolute desk in the Oval Office. Well, Trump left one for Biden. Everybody's been wondering and speculating as to what that one as to what that said. Well, Trump was on a podcast just the other day with um, uh, Lisa Booth, and he had disclosed what was in there. More or less. He kind of talked around it. Uh, but I, I'm, I have to admit, I'm curious, right? A lot of people have been speculating as to what's in that note. Uh, and so I wanted to talk about that. Uh, Trump said, basically, I wish him luck. And, you know, it was a couple of pages long and it was from the heart because I want to see him do well. I'm sure. I'm sure he said that. He said, look, he's there. It was a rig- I, this is I'm quoting Trump. OK, he said, look, he's there. It was a rigged election, an election that, you know, I would never concede. And by the way, Hillary Clinton said that she that he should never concede. Right. Isn't that what she said on the HBO interview or the Showtime yeah. interview or whatever it was? Don't concede under any circumstances. Yeah. Hillary Clinton, the things she said were so horrible. Right. And yeah, it was, yeah I have to agree. I have to agree. It's pretty bad. You know, it's not what she you also called us deplorables. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's where that all started. Uh, Anyway, Trump went on. He says, uh, I want him to do well, but that doesn't include closing up the Keystone Pipeline, which, by the way, environmentally is much better than having crude oil on trains. It is. Yeah. But Biden's friend and supporter, Warren Buffett, has trains. Nobody ever talks about that. Isn't that what we talked about in the very beginning? Back during the time that Keystone was first discussed under Obama, that was squashed. See, Keystone was supposed to take place long before Trump. But Obama squashed it. Why did Obama squash it? Because of Warren Buffett. The oil will not be transported. The crude will not be transported from Canada down through the United States, down to where you are, Bruce, to be refined and processed. No. Instead, what will happen? It'll be loaded onto the Santa Fe Railway. Well, the Santa Fe Railway is owned by who? It's owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Well, who owns Berkshire Hathaway? The two top shareholders in Berkshire Hathaway are... Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. Huh. Well, that's awful funny, isn't it? Now, if that crude is being loaded onto trains, well, where are they taking it? It's going to be taken by rail from over in the 
eastern part of Canada, so Ontario, Manitoba, I got to get my territories right. <laughs> the Canadians are probably ready to smack me. Ontario, Manitoba, or Manitoba, Ontario, Alberta, British Columbia. And what happens when it reaches its destination in British Columbia? It gets loaded onto a cargo ship and it gets shipped across the Pacific to where? China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we think that shutting down Keystone's about the environment now? I don't think so. It was never about that. It was never about that. Some of it does go down by rail through the U.S. as well. Uh, Some of it, but not yeah. a majority of it. Not as much as, was, right. as would go through with Keystone. No way. Right. Yeah, it'd be a great business spoon between the two, but uh, yeah. And the Canadians know that, right? The Canadians know that. Their businesses and their exporters said, uh, we want to do business with the U.S. What are you doing? To, 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 when they were talking to Trudeau about that, because Trudeau was on board with getting rid of Keystone, too. Biden never disclosed the contents of Trump's letter, but called it very generous. Not sure Biden could even read it at this point. I, I hate bashing on the guy because I know he's got a cognitive decline, but Trump left the yeah, White House. Yeah, OK, whatever. It's warranted now. I don't feel I don't feel bad anymore. He no the family allowed him to continue. He chose to continue. I think, honestly, uh, as witness to him running up the stairs and falling up the stairs three times, um, I think he's arrogant enough to think he's capable of still doing things. So I think at this point he ch he chose what whatever okay. whatever part is left of him to be able to cognitively cognitively understand what's going on. I think he chose to do, to be in the position he he wanted this. He wanted to be president so bad, and um, now he is. And uh, I I don't know that he realizes he's being exploited though. I'm not sure that he understands that, but he chose to be here. You know, I heard somebody mention the other day that once Kamala Harris goes and you know, Biden's not going to make it to the end of this term. He's going to be in the funny farm before that's over. Kamala Harris Maybe. is going to take over. Kamala Harris is going to if she's not running things already, she's already making calls. Right. We know that. So she's going to take over. And I heard someone mention once she takes over, you're going to wish you had old old Joe Biden back because she's she's going to be full blown foot to the floor radical. Well, I mean, I would argue that Biden has already been pretty radical so far. The the stuff that they've pushed through just within the first how long has it been now? Like uh, 60 some days, 60 something days. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll change much, if you will, uh, between he and her. The, the transition if I'm if I remember this correctly, the transition of the staff that comes in to the new administration, no matter who it is, they usually only hang around for what is it like the first 120 days? Is that right? So yeah, about four I, months. I look at it. And then they tr they start cycling those people out, transitioning those people out. I think it's 120 days. Let's see if it says, uh, let's see, roughly 130 people. They say into at least the first year of the administration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can we make sure that when we do that first round of buyouts, right? I'm just using just use a, a you know a term here. It, can we can we make sure that when we do that first round of buyouts this year that we get rid of this press secretary? She's terrible. She's garbage. No, she's exactly what they want though. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that just talks in circles, <laughs> literally circle back. Yeah. All right. The um, the border. I hate to I hate to keep keying on this, but. Um, it's bad. It's bad. I saw the yeah. photos today. It's bad. Even the mainstream media can't cover it up anymore. It's bad. Of yeah. course, the, the DHS secretary says, oh, there's no problem. No, the, the border's closed uh, and everything's secure. Uh, <laughs> have you been down there, sir? <laughs> have you been down there to look at it? Where's AOC? Why isn't she down there? Yeah, they're, they're just having difficulties at the border. It's not actually a uh -huh. problem. 
difficulties. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. this photo of them packed in there like sardines? That's terrible. Yeah. No one yeah. deserves that. No one deserves those kind of conditions. That's awful. The other thing is, too, is that's technically illegal. And by that, I mean, so it's technically illegal uh, what they're doing. Because Border Patrol is only allowed to legally hold someone for 72 hours like this to get through the processing and either deport or, you know, if they're a citizen, allow them in. Uh, but uh, they're, they're, they've been hold, held for how long now? Some of them have been transferred over to HHS uh, under their supervision, which is, I, I don't know how long in that case they're allowed to hold them. But supposedly the unaccompanied minors are to be transferred to HHS and then transferred into foster care if they are not able to find the families of the of the. Kids. How do we? Okay, so I, all right, transfer them into foster care. How do we know that we have a system? We, I mean, we've already got a backed up system when it comes to placing kids anyway. So, I mean, yeah. th there's no way that you can guarantee that they're going to be placed in foster care. There's no guarantee of that. Well, the the problem with foster care right now is um, it's already lo overloaded as is with foster care, and on top of that. There's problems with illegals like this uh, coming in, going to foster kids or foster parents, and then being moved around multiple times, and then the kids disappearing and being sold off into sex slavery. That's a, that is actually a big problem. Um, it is. Also, by the way, a, a side a side note: the kids that were moved to the convention center there uh, in Dallas, um, the three thousand and some male. Uh, teen boys, uh, you know, roughly teen. Uh, some of them are a little younger. Those boys are allowed to come and go as they please. Oh, that's not a problem or anything. Nope. This is worse than what I thought when I see these uh, these photos. And this again, this is mainstream media. This is ABC putting this stuff out. They're not hiding it anymore. They can't. Now, I'm assuming that it's it's not just ABC, but I'm assuming you've got people on the inside that are starting to leak this stuff out because I'm sure they're not happy dealing with all this stuff too. ABC's Good Morning America on Tuesday obtained video from the detention centers with re uh, with a reporter decrying Joe Biden's jail-like kids in cages debacle. Uh, she did this even while, ref uh, even while using the rote description of how it all contrasts with Donald Trump's hardline policies. Yeah. Did you see the interview? Uh, what was it? ABC or something like that. They interviewed one of the fathers uh, that were you know, came across the border illegally and asked him, uh, would you have done this under uh, a Trump administration? And he said, no, uh, absolutely not. And so she asked him, uh, so this is you, you came across the border because of Biden. And the guy responds, basically, basically. The amount of people that I'm seeing packed into one of these things. I mean, I'm going to say uh, we're talking. OK, we're talking pods here. Right. So rooms, essentially, mm -hmm. that are, I want to what, what would you say, 20 by by 15, something like that? Yeah. It's, yeah. About 20 by 15 is a good. And I'm estimate. seeing I'm seeing 50 plus people in there. That's yeah. what I'm seeing. Basically, they're they're all given what looks like a like a, a, a single mattress, like a twin. And uh, if if they're that big and they're right up next to each other, like they, they smash them in together. And then the kids that are laying on the pads, they, they gave them little space blankets, which are the aluminum foil looking blankets that are super cheap. They're giving um, those to adults, too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the the ones that I was. So basically, they're, they're supposedly supposed to be separating them by age and, and uh, gender. And they have them cordoned off in these little cage like things that are it looks like they have uh, they're behind a plastic barrier almost uh, in, in there. Yeah. Uh, the administration, I guess, is still refusing to call it a crisis. As I said, the uh, the White House 
uh, whatever yeah. his name is, uh, the DHS secretary. That man's clueless. He's absolutely clueless. He has no idea what's going on. None. I mean, if he actually believes that nonsense that he gets up there and he reads, uh, I can't is, believe this. This is where this is where I disagree with a lot of uh, the the right leaning news media. They keep saying, "Oh, they don't know what's going on up there," or "Or what are they thinking? Why Why are they doing like?" Okay, no, that's know, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. They know exactly what they're yeah. doing. They know yeah. exactly what's going on here. This is not their their intentions are not good. I, I cannot espouse to them that they're trying to protect the border. No, they are not. They're trying to destroy our systems. They're trying to jam up the works so that they can, just like Obamacare. Well, it didn't work. So we need to, we need to create a better system. You know, clearly the system isn't working. We're going to have to create something else. And that I think is what their intention is, is they're, they're wanting to have fully open borders. How else do you have fully open borders? Then to, um, without changing laws, just say, hey, uh, we got these laws on the book, but we're not, gonna, we're not going to follow those laws. Just come on across. They don't have to change any laws. They don't have to go through Congress. They don't have to do anything. Just, just allow them to come across. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said this, Well, children presenting at our border, fleeing violence, who are fleeing persecution, who are fleeing terrible situations is not a crisis. Do we have any evidence of that? Any evidence at all? Do we have any evidence? I mean, I understand that the, you know, the conditions are, are bad down there. I understand that. But that goes to other points. That's not uh, necessarily fleeing violence and persecution. These are not political refugees. These, these are not people that are, that are starving. That's not what this is. We, we have a system for that. If you're a we political do. refugee, we have a system to... Uh, we have asylum seekers, know. yes. Yeah, but they're violating that process. The process is supposed to be you file in your country or a country outside the U.S. It, it goes through the processing. If you're approved, then you're allowed to come in. We should be throwing them back to whatever country they came from, or at least throwing them back into Mexico, putting it back on Mexico's doorstep and requiring them to be more strict on their borders to stop exactly. them from coming through to through Mexico. Exactly. So. And that's that's where Trump actually leveraged the new NAFTA deal was that right there. Look, we're going to renegotiate NAFTA, but we're going to do something about this border problem you got down there. So if you don't start stepping it up down there and stopping the, the flow from Central and South America, well, then uh, we're going to have to renegotiate uh, and we might have to cut you out of that deal. Mexico wants to deal with us. Of course they do. I don't blame them. And we want to deal with Mexico, but not and if the, it's at the cost of stabilizing our, our country. Not not at that cost. The, the president of Mexico, he even knows that it's the fault of Biden. And he's come out he and said, it's your fault that these are these illegals are coming across. Yeah. And the he, Mexicans saying, can't. Like the Mexican authorities, they're overloaded as well. You know, we're not yeah. we're not sitting here bashing on Mexico. Of course not. You right. Know, they're, right. They're, they're a great ally and, and trading partner. We're not bashing Mexico. They're overloaded, too. They don't have the resources to be able to deal with the flow coming up. It's everything that's happened in South America in Central and South America, the collapsed systems down through there that's causing that surge north. Also, you have special interests in North America that are working with the United Nations to bring those people in. As I said, these are not starving people. Have you ever seen starving people? These are not starving people. I have sympathy for starving people. Believe me, I do. I've seen starving people. It's terrible. And these are not starving people. These are people that are coming up in these large caravans in designer clothes and gold chains, talking on phones, smoking cigarettes with beer bellies. That is not a starving person. Waving Biden flags. That is not a starving person. And wearing... Biden let us in. Yeah, Biden let us in. By the way, do you know how much the cartel is making on uh, human trafficking right now? A lot. A, a lot. Seventeen million dollars a day. God. Because of this human trafficking stuff. 
Unbelievable. They charge anywhere from four. Was it four thousand? Four thousand. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, heard. I think four it's four thousand to four thousand to twenty thousand dollars, depending on where you're from and how far you're going to be uh, taken across the our border. So uh, yeah, Mexico is definitely going to want to get this under control. I read oh, here yeah. uh, the other day uh, they had seventeen. Uh, I think it was seventeen. Uh, I might be underballing it, but I'd rather I'd rather shoot low than high. Uh, they, they had seventeen political officials that were killed. Mexico's no joke when it comes to political violence down there against mm-hmm. their their own people. There's, I mean, they are no joke, and the cartels they're no joke either. Yeah, you don't want to start crossing cartels at all. I mean, so. some of them are like mayors and you know smaller mm-hmm. smaller uh, political you know aspirations, if you will. But there's a there's a police. I was reading a story. Yeah, I was reading a story one time about a police chief, a new police chief, twenty one year old girl down in Mexico, a police chief. The reason she stepped up is because the three previous police chiefs before her were killed by the cartels, by the cartel violence. Yeah, and they have some cartels that are pretty brutal. Like they'll oh, yeah. they'll behead oh, yeah. and leave the bodies out on the, the streets, and I mean it's some of the cartels are, are that are coming up the the newer upstarts. They're much more violent and brazen than the the previous. Well, see, uh, in, in organized crime, though, you have to be. You have to be. It's that fear factor. It's always the next one that instills more fear. See, if you don't get a handle on it in the beginning, it becomes that. The same thing when you equate it to authoritarian dictatorships. For example, North Korea, okay, third generation dictator, right? Kim Jong-un, third generation dictator. His grandfather, Kim Il-sung, yes, he was bad. Russian-backed, you know, uh, rebel and all the rest of it, created the uh, the communist one-party state. His son, Kim Jong-il, when he came in after Kim Il-sung died, when he took over, he had to be more ruthless than his father did because he has to instill fear. Because you rule as an absolute dictator by fear. Same thing with Kim Jong-un. When he comes in, he has to be more ruthless than his father, doesn't he? And his grandfather before him in order to maintain that that uh, grip on power. Cartel violence, same thing. You get the next ones that come up, they become more ruthless than the ones that were in there before them. It's always the same way. And we're only because of the, the whole border issues that we're having, quote unquote, uh, according to Saki and them, it's only emblazoning, it's only empowering these cartels and they're going to get worse. So yeah, <laughs> Mexico wants us to get this under control just as much as, I don't know, those that care about the security of our country and, you know, want to end human trafficking and the drug epidemic and, you know, all that stuff. We all care about having our borders secured. You know, I've, I've been talking to a lot of Democrats, you know, classic Democrats in, in the last few days, and they're like, uh, What's going on here? You got to get this under control. Even they're saying that. These are people that voted for Biden, and they're even saying that. They're like, this is out of control. You, you got to stop this. A Border Patrol whistleblower put out an email. The email details inhumane conditions at the Texas Processing Center. This hit Fox News. So I, I we're look, we're, we're not right left people here, okay? When it comes to politics, we're right down the middle. We call things as we see it. And I'm quoting the email. Someone must do something immediately to alleviate the severe overcrowding before we experience a tragedy. And it is common. It is common. I'm saying that part. It is coming. If that is not somehow righted down there, if you don't address the situation, if you continue to ignore reality as the administration is doing, there will be a problem down there, a bigger problem than what we're seeing. The email was sent from a Border Patrol official 
to the chain of command at Customs and Border Protection, which seemed like a plea for help, stating conditions are extremely unsafe and unhealthy for detainees, agents, and the civilian workforce. Overcrowding is inhumane, especially for the children. Pod 3A is designed to hold 80 people. And on this day, listen to this, we have 694 unaccompanied children with two agents maintaining custody. God. That's an 867% increase in the stated capacity of the detention center. The agents cannot possibly provide for the care, health, and safety of aliens in our custody, nor can we reasonably do so for ourselves. What do you say to that? The agent went on to explain, and this is where this is where the tragedy part of it, the potential tragedy part of it comes in. If we have a fire, a carbon monoxide leak from the generators, a stampede, or any number of potential and likely occurrences, many people will die. If you're at 867% capacity, oh yeah, that's a tragedy in the making. That's a disaster in the making. This situation is a disaster waiting to happen. Oh, well, I guess I didn't read ahead. (laughs) We think is one. Someone with the proper authority must do something immediately to alleviate this severe overcrowding before we experience a tragedy. I would say it's already uh, a tragedy. It's already uh, a crisis. I mean, but... Like I said, our administration, I think this is intentional. I think this is all part of the game. Yeah. Some of the stuff that uh, Saki was saying, she was saying that, well, part of the reason that these illegals are coming across the border is because of the climate change, because it's so terrible down there. They, they're trying to escape the extreme conditions that they're yes, experiencing. Yes, yes. Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. said there's a drought down there or something. Yes. Yeah. Which we called that. Uh, we we fact checked that ourselves. The drought from uh, the triangle, as she called it, the drought was two years ago. Yeah. 2019. Awful, awful long time to be hanging out down there before you decide to move north. Yeah. Awful long time. Okay. Uh, let's switch up. The Europeans, right? Let's go to the other side of the pond here. The Europeans... Oh, Merkel's backpedaled, right? Angela Merkel is backpedaled. Yesterday, and I can attest to this because obviously I live over here, she was on TV saying, oh, we've got to lock everything. Last night she said this. She says, we got to lock everything down over Easter because everything's just out of control. Now she's done a 180. What's going on? Uh, that's a good question. What is going on? Because there's a lot of things that have, uh, a lot of locations and, and organizations that are backpedaling now. But um, specifically with uh, Merkel, uh, she was... Uh, as you said, to do the Easter lockdowns, even stricter Easter lockdowns. But she ditched that idea because of backlash. As you've stated, there's been a lot of protests and whatnot going oh, yeah. going on. As down soon there. as there were no talks of extending lockdowns until those protests happened. When those protests happened and you put tens of thousands of people in five cities out in front of the government buildings asking for their resignations. Oh, then we got to lock everything down. That's what all that's about. Oh, you're going to stand up and say something? You, the little people, you're going to stand up and have a voice? Oh, no, 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 we can't have that. We got to lock everything down. You're not going to take the vaccines. You don't want the COVID passport, which, by the way, the English today, I read this morning out of the Sun Papers, any British citizen who's found to be going on an illegal holiday will be fined 5,000 pounds. Well, this one uh, was supposed to lock down everything, including essential businesses. Yep. Um, They were supposed to close for an extra day. uh, And that was met with a lot of criticism and businesses lamenting uh, the shutdowns, whereas medical experts were saying it's not going far enough. Not far enough. Anyway, yeah, not far enough. You shut everything down as in completely? That's not far enough? Well, no, it needs to be. Here's what I want. Here's what I want to know. How bad 
How bad is it? Right. How bad is it? And when I say I'm not talking about COVID, OK, I'm not talking about that. How bad is it? How much are you in hawk to the chai comps? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking, because they're open for business. We're not hearing we're not hearing word one out of what's going on in China. They've been open for business. You want me to pull the economic numbers? I, I would say being in uh, it, being in with China is the lesser of the evils in this scenario. I, I think it's worse than that. I think it's uh, falling in line with the ESGs, with the Great Reset, which uh, I don't. China is kind of being used in that scenario, though China is a very dangerous one to use uh, because they plan things out 50, 100 years ahead of time. Whereas I guess progressives do, but largely the Americans don't. Well, that's <laughs> the, the Americans deal. Live on a four to eight year. Yeah, that's that's the deal, though. You've got the Western elites that are in with the, the Chinese to carry out the agenda, right? They're, they're playing nice, but those two systems will not be able to coexist. They're, yep. they're playing nice, but they, they will not. You've got the Chinese that will double cross and you've got the West that will double cross at the same time. Yeah. So you're going to start yeah. seeing the double, triple and quadruple crosses. You always see that when you get two conflicting systems that go to war with each other. Just on that point, right on the shutdowns, I want to go over the economic growth that we witnessed in 2020 due to lockdowns. Right. Listen to this. Listen to this. The U.S., we lost 3.7 percent. Germany lost 5 percent. Japan lost 5.3%, France 9.1%, Italy 9.1%, India 9.9%, the UK 11.2%, China plus 2.3. Do we see an agenda here? I'm just asking. It's a, it's a fair question. Where 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 is the majority of all the PPE manufactured again? Hmm. China. Yeah. You look at all the masks that are for sale in all these countries, where do they come from? They're all coming from China. Uh Merkel was saying that the uh uh, basically, with all the uh, backlash and everything, I, I think she's trying to be the scapegoat. She's saying that the lockdowns and everything, that was all her fault. Like it was her mistake alone. Yeah, right. Um, well, then why are all countries but, doing it? Yeah, um, but I, I guess maybe she's referencing this one specifically. I, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm kind of wondering if Merkel's kind of on the outs anyway. I don't know if she was going to run she, again after this. No, she's or... not. She's not running again. Right now, the heavy hitter or the heavy favorite is a gentleman by the name of Marcus Suter. He is the uh, prime minister or whatever of uh, Bavaria, uh, down where Munich is. And he's I've seen pictures of him, you know, arm and arm, literally with Schwab. Uh, it's disgusting. So he's he's said to be yeah. the next, you know, uh, the next golden child to come up. And I already know people here that were, you know, semi OK with Merkel, but they don't like the suitor guy at all. I don't really know too much of him, but he just does whatever she tells him to do. Uh, and so that's why he's supposedly the next uh, the next pick. And when you see him making making nice with Schwab and his wife, you know, he's probably going to be the next one in line. Yeah. So that that's what my wonderings are. She's going to take the fall, take the blame. And then, uh, you know, the media is going to bash her, throw her under the bus. And then you'll have the next one that they have in right. line to, to right. take up the. the They'll rank. hold the special because you got German elections coming up later this year, I think. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. And and supposedly he's going to be on the, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to nominate him as head of the uh, of her party, which her party just had an election in another German state and they got hammered. They, they got hammered. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty bad. September 26th is uh, German election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew, I knew it was coming up this year. So but yeah, she will not be uh, she will not be seeking reelection. But they're setting the stage now for it. You can see it. Yep. That That's what it seems like is, is going on here. And uh, 
And of course, they they drivel on about how cases per day and all that nonsense in here. And do you know what the infection rate is? Do you know what the infection rate is? Positive infection rate that is confirmed right now in Germany. I'll tell you what it is. Per 100,000, per 100,000 citizens, you're looking at 0.1% positive case rates in Germany right now. And they want to lock the whole country down. Explain that to me. Yep. It's just over 100 per 100,000. It's unbelievable. All right. uh, Anything else on that? No, it doesn't look like... that's basically all she said is it's my fault. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They were she's, trying, she's taking they were trying to label those uh, lockdowns. They were trying to label them as rest days. <laughs> rest They're days. not lockdowns. They're not freezes. As we've heard over here, they're uh-huh. rest days. Rest days. Rest. Who are you resting from? Mm-hmm. Every single I, business I, person that I've heard from wants to get back out there and wants to get back to making money and, and living their lives. They, yeah, they don't um, want rest. They want to work. Rest days. Uh, they're, they're referencing Easter here being a Christian, that that being a Christian holiday. It's either Saturday or Sunday or both that are the rest days, depending on your beliefs. So why, why do you need another rest day just coming from a religious standpoint when you've had an entire year of not being able to work? And you're going to have people traveling to be with family and, and things of that nature. You're going to need that economy to be working. Yeah. You're going to have money coming in from all over in different small well, businesses, the ones that are that's left. That's why they had to shut down. That's why they had to shut down because people are going to be traveling. So we have to discourage people from traveling because they're going to spread COVID. Right. Right. Uh, you got something on AstraZeneca? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's come out now that they used outdated and potentially misleading data. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that ninety-five percent efficacy they were they were spouting. <laughs> um, well, I don't care what I don't care what company it is, right? I don't care if it's AstraZeneca. I don't care if it's Johnson and Johnson or or Pfizer or Moderna or uh, Novavax or any of these companies. I don't care which one it is. If you create a vaccine that has ninety-five percent effectiveness, that's the most successful vaccine that's ever been created in the history of mankind. It's not possible. How yeah. do you do that? How how do you create something in less than six months, get it to market, and then it's the most successful thing you've ever taken? That would be a yeah. wonder of science. It just doesn't well, exist. It, the, the actual efficacy is about 75% is what they're saying. Uh, but some of the independent researchers that were going over this were saying, no, that's actually a little high. 69% is probably closer to the efficacy of it. And we've also had the federal government here uh, starting to look at uh, AstraZeneca and their research and are being a little bit more scrutinous over that. And, you know, I kind of thought maybe we should have done this like, I don't know, maybe six six months ago or, or eight months ago, you know, when they when they were in the testing phase of it, you know, before we gave it authorization, emergency authorization, maybe we should have looked at it then and not jabbed so many people with it. But here we are. Yeah. Here's the other thing. The numbers that they were coming up with on the efficacy thing, we talked to, we sat down and we talked with GP about how they're able to do that. Again, they they manipulated and lied about that too. That's what they did. They took the normal human response to a virus, to what your immune system would do by itself naturally, and they stacked whatever the vaccine efficacy rate would be on top of that. That's all they did. So if your body has a 45% response to a virus coming in contact with a virus, if your immune system is going to kick up 45% and try and fight off that infection, then a vaccine's going to do what, 20? Something like that? Okay, so they're stacking the two numbers together and they're coming up with 65, 70%. That's how they're getting mm-hmm. the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's exactly well, how they're in doing this it. case it was 
they were adding 40% back when we were first talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's about 50% is what GP was saying your your immune system does roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um uh, when you look at you know a bunch of people statistically, uh, and then uh, throwing in the vaccine, that was an extra forty percent or so. So really, the the vaccines are probably closer to 45 percent effective. And being as these are completely new ones and how they function, um, did the vaccine really help, or was it your own immune system that learned it itself and without really needing the vaccine? That that's my question on this is. I know the vaccine's, vaccines supposed to help your They're immune system do this. I I, I understand. Um, but as GP explained on these ones, these ones don't teach your immune system. They they don't teach it to go after uh, the virus. It teach it, it it teaches it to create a certain protein that mimics it, and it might uh, learn something about it. It helps uh, targeting the the COVID nineteen. It, it doesn't teach your your body to produce antibodies, which is what you need to gain immunity to it. So this is completely new, completely different. And uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to be nearly as effective. I don't think so either. And, and now you've got uh, people that are that are dying over this. I mean, that's I mean, that, that's what's really going on. Those are the real numbers. That is that like that's the problem that no one wants to sit here and pay attention to. Equate this to something else. OK, equate the vaccine deaths to something else, whatever it is, a food item, a beverage. I, I don't know, a household product, medication, medication whatever. One of these things, then what's going to happen? The media is going to blow up. Oh, it's going to be the biggest scandal since, you know, God knows what. Let's say that, and I'm just using this as, a, as an example. Let's say that Coca-Cola puts out a bad batch of a product, okay? Something happened, right? Some chemical went in there by accident and it got out in that batch and, and no one, and so Coke has to do this big recall. And you've got, I don't know, a few thousand people that die and die horribly. What do you think is going to happen to Coca-Cola? What do you think is going to happen within the media? Nation, not just in one nation. We're talking about worldwide. They've got a worldwide product. What do you think is going to happen? All countries that receive that batch and people start falling over dead. Um, that's going to be a big problem. Go up, right? It's going to increase <laughs> business. And- I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Coca-Cola is going to be given liability protection. Sure. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. See, that's what's going on. That's what's going on here with these uh, these vaccine companies. You know, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna. All the rest of them. Oh, yeah. They've been given liability protection. So if you happen to pass away from one of these experimental products, well, then that company can't be held liable, can they? No. Or if it does any other damage, right? If it does any other unforeseen damage to you, if there's a long term effect that we don't know about or or a side effect that we don't know about or it paralyzes you, which we've seen cases of that, not just in AstraZeneca either. The blood clots with AstraZeneca specifically, they can't be held liable. What was the paralysis they were talking about? Because it's in your face, and I forget what the name of it was. Bell's palsy. Thank you. Yes. that uh, They were actually having problems with that, with both the virus and the vaccine. So here's the thing. Ultimately, it comes down to individual choice, right? You, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in not taking people's choice away from them. If you feel as though it's something that that's what you want to do with yourself, fine. Same thing with a mask. Same thing with all the rest of that stuff. If it's something, it's a personal choice. If you want to stay home, stay home, if that's where you're at. But yeah. don't punish the rest of society because of what you think is the right thing to do. Make the choice that you feel as though is necessary for you. Don't put it on everyone else. People that are dying are not just dying from bad batches of vaccines, are they? No. no well, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe this. I, I would do <laughs> good batches. Good batches maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, good batches. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when you told me that people are literally dying 
of fear. They're literally being scared to death. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, never like we use that term right very loosely. That expression very loosely. Scared to death. Well, in this case, it's actually happening, isn't it? I never would have yeah. thought that. To be fair, though, that those people that are dying of fear are they have other underlying health conditions already. Um, uh, you, you know, heart disease or something like that already that they have to deal with. So it's just kind of a, a catalyst, if you will. So if they would have caught COVID, they probably would have died anyway uh, of because of the underlying health conditions that they had. But yeah, people, people that are being hospitalized, they're so afraid of catching COVID that some of them are dying of fear. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, and it's, it fits into the the uh, project fear that we've uh, talked about with the UK. That's been, that's a global trend. The the hysteria that they've built up over COVID, you know, it only makes sense that you would have people dying of fear of this at this point. I have to admit, I was shocked when you said that. I actually had to have you repeat it to make sure that I understood it correctly. Yeah, people are dying of fear of catching yep. COVID. It's not that even that they catch COVID. It's a fear of catching COVID. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Just, yeah, the emotional response is causing them to die of a heart attack. Um, yeah, what was the other one? It was a heart attack and something else. Uh, another one. I would say but, probably yeah. a stroke because you're you're putting yourself yeah. in in an, uh, you know under an immense amount of stress and pressure. So what is it that's causing them to to get to that point? Is it just simply catching COVID? Is it? Do they mention exactly what happens to a person? I mean, what what are they actually experiencing that's causing this? They have underlying health conditions that require hospitalization. Is that and all? And the that that's it. And they're so afraid that they're going to catch COVID while they're in there. They're actually dying of fear. Now it's not like how on earth do you list that as a as a as a code on the death certificate? Like how how do you do that? I mean, it would just be heart attack in that case. But yeah, it's it's. Would this be a it's uh, passing? It is sad. Would would this be a passing of COVID nineteen with complications? I mean, and I guess it would be COVID related in a sense because. Uh, they're 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 dying of fear of covid so i guess you could say they died of covid though they didn't really die of covid they're not th that's the thing is they're not catching covid in this they're in the hospital for something else this has got to be the strangest yeah this has got to be the strangest thing i've ever heard because you've got someone that's dying of a covid death that doesn't actually contract covid yep well i mean technically I mean, technically, they're not dying of COVID, though. That's how it's going to be listed on the death certificate, just as everything else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fear of COVID. I've got a fear of something else, not COVID. It's what we talked about the other day. Four trillion. Yeah, it's the next one. Yeah, it's coming. We knew it was coming. They announced it in the house. Four trillion. We said four trillions on deck. Here it comes. We thought maybe they'd wait just a little bit. Hell, the two trillion's already gone. We had to put that towards the Kennedy Center for whatever reason. We got to keep the lights on there. So, you know, it's we got to fund, I guess, some more gender studies in Pakistan or whatever it was. How much how many millions went there the last time? Unbelievable. Uh, shrimp on treadmills. I think that was part of the, uh, you know, part of the uh, the one in 08. I remember that uh, Swedish massages to uh, to rabbits. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the pork. Uh, I can only imagine how much pork's going to be in this next one. That's that's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say this one's probably going to be three thousand pages. That's my guess. 3,000 pages, maybe. The last one was 2 trillion at 1,500 pages. So I'm going to say this one is 4 trillion at 3,000 pages. That's my guess. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure they're probably only going to have 30 minutes to read it. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's more than enough time uh, to, to read everything that's in there. And do you think there's going to be enough people standing against this to 
not pass it. No, they don't need anyone to stand against it. It doesn't matter the people that do. That, that's just it. Is the, it doesn't matter. They, they, they're going to have 100% of the Democrats jump on board. And if it's a tie, um, Harris will come, come in and, yeah. and she'll break the tie. It's not just going to be $4 trillion this next time around. Mark Moreno, who is the author of a book called The Green Fraud, why the Green New Deal is even worse than you think. Now, we know that the $4 trillion package is going to be around, centered around the Green New Deal, right? It's going to be centered around that. At least that's what yeah, we're expecting. That's what we're the, expecting. This, actually, this this one is, I think this one, or it was a tax bill. I, I don't remember which one it was, but they're supposed to have um, a bunch of green stuff in the, the packaging. So it's supposed to be like um, tax cuts for people that want to do like solar or, you know, the, those mm-hmm. kind of things, updating facilities to be more energy efficient, taxes on people that, uh, I don't know, your environmental score is poor, so mm-hmm. you, you get more mm-hmm. taxed, you know, those kind of things. Well, he's saying that lockdowns are essentially a model for a Green New Deal's planned recession. Well, climate lockdowns, isn't that what we've been hearing about? Climate mm-hmm. lockdowns? Yeah. A planned so, recession. That's, that's yeah, interesting. That planned, we've been talking about that. It's interesting that they... It's, uh, it's, yeah, it, and it's, it's funny how they, you know, the... <laughs> The German economy has to be closed, right, because of because of COVID, right? Do I have to go mm-hmm. back and read those economic numbers from last year? Do I have to go back and read those again of all the Western countries? Do I have to read those of how much we lost and how much China gained? So coronavirus lockdowns are a preview of what would be permanently imposed on Americans if the Green New Deal were to be enacted by law, which they're going for it. Yeah, they are going for it. Yeah. So we knew the Paris Accords, right? You you talked about the Paris Accords. And believe me, the, I, I know we started this with $4 trillion in funding. That's just the opening negotiations. They said that could go as high as $5.5 trillion. Yeah, they could expand it to another one and a half if they need to. Hell, the Green New Deal by itself, when we did our two-part exclusive on it over two and a half years ago, when we did that, $100 trillion is what it costs. What's $4 trillion to $100? That's a drop in the bucket. That's an opening salvo is all that is. The the $4 trillion, though, that, that's the immediate cost. We don't know right. what the, the right. costs after that, like any other kind of tax stuff they do or any of the other tax credits or those things. We don't know how much it's actually going to cost the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how much is this going to cost in, uh, well, I don't know, human life? Yeah, because we're going to do lockdowns again. The deaths that were being caused from the lockdowns, the despair, the hopelessness, the anxiety, the stress, the the people dying literally now of uh, of fear, that's killing more people than COVID. Yeah. So climate lockdowns, and I'm, I'm not even close to joking when I say this, climate lockdowns, the Paris Accords, you said what, we're open 60 days a year? That's it? We're locked down the other, uh, yeah. the other 10 months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 months, you're shut down. You're allowed to be open for 60 days. That's it. Because these people with their crackpot theories. Moreno noted. This is a, that's a 10-year plan, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. 10-year plan. It, that'll take us right mm-hmm. to uh, oh, 2030. 30. Odd. Yeah. Take us right there. Uh, Moreno noted, every major environmental figure and climate activist has praised the COVID lockdowns as essentially a model for what we should be doing with climate. So that gives you an idea of where they want to go with the Green New Deal. What did the World Economic Forum put out a couple of weeks ago? Oh, all those lockdowns. Oh, it reduced noise pollution by more than 50%. And it allowed nature to flourish because you, the bad, evil human, you weren't out there experiencing life. That video got so much hate and so much backlash from Twitter. 
that they actually had to retract it. They had to take it down. He said it's an endless parade of human punishing regulations. He added, we need to be on guard for this because if we leave them to their own devices, they will do this and they will. They will force Which, us to start. That They are left to their own devices right now. I mean, at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Do you think anyone in, in Congress is going to stop this? At the moment? No. And those that do, well, sit down and shut up and they'll be removed from whatever committee. Well, have you heard about the, the recent deal that's going on? What, what, where was it? Um, was it Illinois? One of the one of the states has uh, an election that happened. The uh, congresswoman has been in the position for months now, and they're trying to go back and remove votes for her because she only won by like six or 12 votes. And they're wanting to remove those, unseat her, and then seat the Democrat. Because that's fair. Because that's uh, not constitutionally possible, by the way. It sounds Th- like there is th- there's no way like, to do that. I I feel like Stacey Abrams is at the center of that. Just uh, it, I mean, she she might be playing a hand. But the the thing is, is if they do that, understand that the whole uh, uh, nonsense that that we heard um, uh, coming from the the left and everything uh, when we were saying there was election fraud. You know, when we were talking about that, the two Senate seats, into it. the two yeah. Senate seats, Loeffler and Purdue. They did the same garbage that they did on election night. They did the yeah. same thing they did on November 3rd. The same exact thing. We mm-hmm. watched the statistics. They did the same thing. Yeah. And, they and didn't win those seats. Th- they took them. But the, the thing is, is if we were to go in and found that that was the case and had the actual hard evidence that proved it, uh, it, it's too late. There's no system in place for us to remove them from office. We can't do it constitutionally. And yet here we are, the Democrats are trying to do it with this one congresswoman. Yeah, yeah. He went on to say, Moreno went on to say, he says, they will force us to start giving up immeasurable amounts of freedom. I'd argue they already are, sir. Telling us that that's necessary to save Earth. Yeah, see, that's what it's all about. See, you've had your churches closed, haven't you? You've had your places of worship closed, your synagogues closed, your mosques closed, all of it, right? These have all been closed. Mm, why? Not your mosques. Oh, yeah, mosques have been open, yes. Why, why haven't those, uh, why, why have the others been closed? Well, we need to replace Christianity. We need to replace it with a religion of Mother Earth. That's what these people want to do. Cardinal Sandoval down in Mexico, the Mexican cardinal, he warned about this. He warned of exactly this. And what happened to him? He was canceled, humiliated. All the rest of it shut down from YouTube and Facebook and, and everything else when he started to speak up on it. He was removed, wasn't he, as well? He was. From yeah. his cardinalship. I believe so, yeah. The archdiocese pulled him, yeah. He says, what is a lockdown but a planned recession? Well, that's what it's become, hasn't it? Was, uh, what was it yeah. we were told in the yeah. beginning? Don't let the cure become worse than the disease. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of been that. He says, I've been to multiple UN summits where they actually openly talked about years ago, long before anyone had heard of COVID, about how we need planned recessions in order to fight global warming. The less economic activity, the better for the planet. When you now hear that they want a lockdown every other year to fight climate change, that's consistent with what they've been saying since the 1970s. And it has been. But when we mention all this stuff, oh, you're, you're a bunch of crackpots, you're a bunch of kooks, you're a bunch of conspiracy theorists. And, and it's when we when we mention it, we pull up the Agenda 20, uh, Agenda 21, uh, you say, know, 2030. The, yeah, we, we, we pull up the agendas that they created, that they wrote, that they talk about in their uh, little cabals. And yet we're, we're conspiracy theorists for pointing to what they're saying. 
He gets into uh, insect eating. Yeah, we've been talking about the insect thing that the, the World mm-hmm. Economic Forum has been pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He says tasty. they're. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 He said the insect butter. Oh, yeah. He says they're pushing insect eating. Nicole Kidman from Hollywood has been doing videos on this. You have the World Economic Forum, which is where we've been getting the insect stuff from, and the United Nations pushing it. I feature climate activists talking about all the proteins in insects. This is an all-out attack on meat. Why? Because meat's a staple. It's essential to the human diet. You need it. That's why they want to get rid of it, because you need it. So even though it's funny to laugh about cow's flatulence, and we do laugh, it's another part of an agenda. They're trying to change how we live. See, they want to vertically integrate everything. That's what all the shutdowns and everything are about. So you can funnel everything. If you notice that the shutdowns, what have they done, if nothing else? I'm not talking about like all the stuff with like related, you know, comorbidity deaths and stuff with, you know, COVID. I'm not talking about that. Economically, what have the lockdowns done? They have transferred wealth from the small business to the big boxes and the big conglomerates. That's what they've done. Look at Amazon's market share as compared to the business that's been boarded up downtown. Everything's been changed. They want to make it to where you have to go through them to live. That's what COVID passports are all about. They don't care about your health. If they cared anything about your health, then everything would have stayed open and you would have been allowed to make the choice for yourself. You would have been allowed to take whatever steps you feel as though were necessary for you, for your family, for your community. The risk is yours, not theirs. The only thing they should have done is they should have been talking about health and nutrition. That's it. That's the only role they have. And reassuring the medical system to make sure it doesn't collapse. That's it. That's all you should do. As a government, that's all you should do. If you're a benevolent government, that's all you should do. But instead, they stomped on people's rights. I don't care what country you're from. We have inherent rights of dignity and of freedom. That's the way it is. Sorry, I know that that, that's an inconvenience for a lot of them, but that's the way that it is. And see, they didn't have any right to come in and take those. They just took them because they put an attitude of fear in everybody. See, once you implement an element of fear into a population, if you're an authoritarian, this is what authoritarians have done throughout history. If you implement an element of fear into a population, what happens? The population begins to self-censor and shut down. And so playing on that They got you to go along with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And now we're so far down into this trap that we don't know how to get out of it until they come through and they offer their solution. Right. When, in fact, they're the ones that got you into this mess in the first place. So, yeah, they want everything set up to where you have to go through them to live and you're going to live how they say, when they say, where they say. And if you don't play along, well, then they don't need to keep you around, do they? He continued, when you hear about flatulating cows, he says that's their attack on meat eating. And believe me, it doesn't stop with meat eating. They want to end all animal products. No cheese, no butter, no bacon, no yogurts, nothing. All of it goes away, right? That's why we've been seeing the push for all this gluten-free and this, this vegan stuff and this lactose stuff. You know something? I know people out there that have real medical problems when it comes to dealing with like lactose intolerance or they have actual celiac disease and they can't process gluten. Okay, that's fine. But it's not a trendy thing. Those people wish they could eat the foods that they can't eat. Everyone else just does it because it's the hip thing to do and it's disgusting. You, you mentioned pork there, uh, you know, yeah. talking about meats and whatnot. There was uh-huh. an article that came out here yeah, a few days ago saying they were trying to tie Alzheimer's to um, pork. You're if kidding you me. eat pork every day, it's going to increase your chances of catching 
or, or getting or whatever, uh, developing Alzheimer's by uh-huh. like 40 some percent is what they were mm-hmm. saying. He says the United Nations climate chief wants restaurants to force meat eaters like they used to do with smokers to the back of the restaurant or outside. They want to start banning meat eating across the country. You know, I said this a few years ago. I said that they want to turn meat uh, on one of our very first podcasts, I believe. I said they want to turn meat into this rare delicacy. Everybody laughed at me. They thought, no, there's no way they're going to do that. Here they are. If anything, taking so if if we took out the fact that, you know, it's it's required as humans, there's nutrients in there that we need. If you take that out of the picture and just look at it from a strictly, uh, I don't know, listening to Michelle Obama saying, you know, we have to get rid of or, or change our traditions, our history and the culture, all that stuff. I actually I have that real quick, if you'd like. Mm hmm. Sure. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place uh, as a nation to provide the kind of future that we all want desperately for our children. Uh, and he is the man to do it. There you go. That's pretty clear. Uh, it, that, that is pretty clear. Um, eating meat has been a tradition that has been part of human history for time immemorial. We've done it Same since thing with the bread. beginning. Same thing with gluten. Same thing with bread. We've been eating bread for 5,000 yeah. years. And, and as you said, there are, you know, edge cases where, you know, they, they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've known about that for, what was it, like 500 years ago? We, we kind of uh, learned about that four or 500 years ago, um, that there were people that way. They thought, um, we've kind of talked about it before off recording. I don't know if we ever talked about it on recording. Um, but anyway, apothecary or, or uh, the equivalent of a doctor back then experimented with people thinking they were sick or what have you. And they were basically going to be shunned by society and found out they were more or less allergic to gluten and found out it was bread. But all that to say, if you take out the health benefits or if you don't even look at that, they, they of course they have to change this. Of course they have to go again, uh, towards meat or go after meat. It's part of our tradition. It's part of, uh, you know, what what we're used to uh, and changing that to something else that they provide you something that isn't they have to use a a food source that is not common now so that they create so that they're the only ones that possess the the, the means to manufacture whatever product it is you want to eat or, or they want you on. So the they synthetic, have control. Exactly. The synthetic steak from uh, from Bill Gates. You can get yep. used to it. Yeah, that they, they control it. They are the only ones that manufacture it. They're the ones that have the recipe for it. So even if even if you had other companies jump on board and start selling this, well, it's because we allowed them as, you know, Bill Gates or whoever, whoever's manufacturing it. We allowed them. They're part of the ESGs. They're part of the Great Reset. So, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'll carry on as normal. Thank you. We'll settle that when the time comes. All right. We're out of time today, but uh, we did manage to get uh, get all the time in today. Uh, so that worked out pretty well. But in the meantime, we're promoting our Telegram channel. We know podcasting censorship is coming in the coming days. We're taking the necessary steps now to build an alternative platform. And Telegram has been so gracious as to allow us to do just that. Uh, and so we're establishing ourselves over there. Uh, I just ran some ideas past Bruce. Uh, I'm going to run it past a couple of the other guys tomorrow. Uh, and set up something. We're talking about doing um, a discussion group uh, within our Telegram channel, and we're going to have a comment section that we're going to put in as well. 
So you'll be able to comment on things that we post and we're going to start posting in there more often. So we're going to be looking at expanding that in the coming days. We're also going to be doing live Q&A uh, with you, the listener in our Telegram channel about once or twice a week, depending on if we get free time or not. Uh, and so we'll be able to do that so we can actually get you, the listener in there. Uh, those of you who are subscribed to us and you can uh, take part in our discussions and you can throw ideas at us that uh, maybe we're not mentioning that you'd like to hear us talk about. Yeah, that's going to be coming in the coming days. So get over to Telegram, get signed up to us if you're not already. Search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence, where our public channel will pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us there. You get all of our podcasts we put out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week. This week is going to be a very special one, isn't it, Bruce? We're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies with um, uh, with someone who is down in that world, uh, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're quite experienced. They've been in it for a few years now. So yeah. So make sure you get signed up to us over on Telegram. So you get that content and you get to hear from our uh, our crypto person that's going to be on this week. So we're going to be talking about that. And I'm, I'm planning, I'm going to be sitting here taking notes myself. I'm going to be listening and paying attention to what he's got to say. So looking forward to that one. Uh, also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and own associates. We are trying to grow as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, Bruce, that will do it for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.